Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com. Coming up on this BFC Live, we connect with Lucas McCann from Can Delta. They are official regulatory advisory of Business of Cannabis. We want to connect with Lucas about what is happening in British Columbia, especially as it relates to Farmgate Retail. Lucas McCann, happy Monday morning. Hey, Jay, how are you doing? I'm doing well, very well, because uh, next week school starts. So that is, uh, that's got me pepped up, I think. <laughs> been a while. Congrats. Been a while. Uh, I'm happy you've okay. made it. What's that? I'm happy you've made it. Yeah. Back to <laughs> well, school season. I haven't made it yet. I haven't made it yet. Uh, I want to talk to you. Well, you're, I, I want to talk to you because uh, things, this is going to be a generalization. See, things seem to be shifting slightly as it relates to retail in some parts of Canada. Do you agree with that statement? I, I agree. There have been some recent developments. And, and uh, we've, we, uh, well, close to my home, I follow closely what's happening in Ontario, but other places I'm equally interested in. Tell me about, are there updates happening in British Columbia? There are for sure. So we've been very, very closely following our, our team and business of cannabis, what's been going on with Farmgate across Canada. Um, this has been a very interesting and developing situation, but it's also a very important project that each province is launching independently to help showcase and to support local businesses in that province. Ontario was um, one of the more popular ones, though Saskatchewan already had a model built into their regulations automatically. And again, hats off to them for doing a great job. You can open as many farm gate stores as you want without any kind of special permission. Um, in Ontario, that was very publicly showcased uh, with Thrive. Uh, we've we've seen there's the announcement in, in Nova Scotia as well for their farm gate or sorry New Brunswick uh, rather. Um, so that that's also great news as we're you know seeing some developments there and we've been very closely following BC and Alberta, and they've kind of been neck and neck to uh, to see who is sort of going to break out first. And there, there's been um, another development that uh, it's not specifically on on farm gate, but a new model that's being uh, dis, uh, explored and, 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 and it was recently um, uh, explained to our team. We had the privilege of sitting on the call with the LDBs, the liquor distribution branch, who is looking to implement a new model for, for, cult, uh, for, for cultivators or, or craft producers, I should, I should say, similar to what we have here in Ontario. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, I like it but, already. But it's not Farmgate. Uh, it's okay. not Farmgate. So okay, I uh, don't LD like it. That no. <laughs> the LDB is a different branch from the LCRB, which is the one we're usually talking to. The L LCRB is the one that's in consultation right now. They're colleagues of the LDB, and they're working out the Farmgate model and what that's going to look like and how that's going to support businesses in British Columbia. Great, very excited about that. The LDB has come up with a different model that they can use to help uh, highlight and showcase small. Uh, businesses, specifically uh, uh, cultivators that uh, that are in British Columbia. So here's what this model is. It's called DD or direct delivery. Um, and it will uh, allow those who have a nursery license, uh, a cultivation license, or a cultivation and processing license to be able to ship product directly from um, the, processor, the processor site to a retail store, similar to what Saskatchewan has been doing. Okay. 
So this model is made to help to showcase local products. Um, it is going to help cut down on some of the unnecessary logistical hurdles. So it doesn't have to go to a central warehouser or a wholesaler there and, and be stored there and then shipped to a retailer. It's up to the retailer to order directly uh, from the processor um, that is purchasing products from a BC cultivator. Wow, that, yes. that sounds good. It does, but there's yeah. a few, there's still a few gaps. And you know, there, there's, I, I think a great opportunity here to really focus and showcase on local products. But from my analysis of the notes, I, I'm thinking this is a little bit of a swing and a miss okay. because there's a little caveat here that I'd like to dive into. So to participate in the program, um, you need to be a nursery license or a cultivator. Uh, I have a cultivation license and your cultivation limits cannot be over 3000 kilograms a year, which is sort of similar to what we have in, in Ontario with the craft. 3000 kilograms is way more than any micro could ever produce. So standard licensed producers would be able to participate uh, with this model. Um, it's not clear how that threshold works for 3000 kilograms because you're not selling everything you make as a cultivator, you know, is that, you know, what if the business model is to maybe take the top 20% uh, bud from an outdoor cultivation and the rest just goes and, you know, gets sold off as, uh, you know, some kind of extract uh, biomass. So how they've gotten that, that limit still needs to sort of be defined. Um, but the, 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 the tricky part here is that there's no micro cultivator that also has a processing license and a sales amendment all in BC. So yeah, the, the challenge here is that it, it's sort of only handpicking to, to help select and support certain businesses in BC. Um, if you are a processor only in BC, you are not permitted to participate in direct delivery unless you're showcasing uh, BC cultivator products. So from that sense, the BC businesses that are, are following the processing model are not being supported. Right. Okay. So, so there, there appears to be gaps as you've just described them, uh, both in sort of size, but also how they're getting to that 3000 kilograms annually. But let me ask you a question. Assume, so putting those sort of hiccups aside, there is a scenario within what you've just described that I am a, I am a cultivator in BC and I have all the appropriate licensing. I could actually develop a relationship with one or more retailers where my products are basically only being sold in you know retailer x in downtown vancouver one in whistler one in sure. like yeah. is that right that's right that's right so that's that's definitely a a great use case for for this uh for this model so it could be several retailers you know directly delivering from the processor but here's the caveat so there's a focus here on sustainable business you know um, cutting down on unnecessary logistics however you could be shipping that product over to me, who's a processor in Ontario, where I package that product, and then I ship it back directly to the retailers. So uh, is it self-defeating in that case? Maybe a little bit. Uh, the other challenge there is that because I'm a processor, you know, it's going to be my name and my details listed on all those packages. So you'd have to launch a brand with me if, if, if that were the case. Um, so there's, there's a little bit of a, a challenge there. Um, but really, uh, I think the biggest part here is that, you know, it, it it draws parallels to the wine and the beer industry, um, but from, from that aspect of it, it's only sort of uh, helping with various parts of the supply chain. So from that aspect, a little bit confused. It, it's, it's still early on, so they're looking for a launch fall 2022. So there's still an opportunity for folks to provide some consultation on this and, and, and really have their voice heard to see if this is something that you know, maybe could just be fine-tuned a little bit to, to help support all businesses in BC.
Yeah. Can I, can we zoom out a bit? Because even though there's gaps in what you just described, it, it appears, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going to ask you sure. that that provinces, BC, not the important province, but the biggest provinces that sell the most cannabis that are also not private models, like those caveats, like BC, mm -hmm. Alberta, Ontario, are thinking about how to do what they're doing potentially a little bit better that supports businesses within the province, supports some businesses. businesses. What? Some businesses. Right, right. So, but, but, <laughs> but I mean, maybe I'm zooming out even further. There is movement or desire to move slightly. Yeah. Okay. So there's an attempt, and and it's it's a great it's great that anytime the government wants to work with local businesses to support those local businesses, especially in the cannabis industry, which seems like it never happens. Uh, you're right. There, there's this is a positive movement. You know, it's a movement in the right direction. Uh, th this is great. You know, I, I'm uh, I, I think it's commendable that they're they're taking this initiative, and you know, it 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 has a lot of good things about it. Its intentions are are great. Great intentions, for sure. Um, <clears throat> it, it, it still is, is difficult to understand why I, you know, particular business model might not be reflected and, and supported in this. So, uh, for example, we work closely with a, a processor that's based out of uh, the Lower Mainland. Uh, and, and their focus is on um, extraction, molecular distillation, and producing very, you know, high-quality, refined products. They have no interest in cultivation whatsoever. Um, so the only way that they could sort of get on the shelves using this model would be to work with a, with the cultivator. Um, but e even from a reporting standpoint, it, it's it's sort of a record-keeping nightmare to know. Okay, you know, this this lot, you know, you know, this is the the BC lot that can be direct, direct delivery. This exact same skew, but from this lot cannot be because it didn't actually use the cannabis that came from that BC cultivator. It came from Alberta instead. Um, so from that aspect of it, a little bit of a, a disjoint there. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of left me thinking like, why why only support certain certain businesses? And it really seems like they have a focus on the agriculture agricultural part and, and supporting agriculture in BC. But these are still, you know, agriculture you know, agricultural products that are refined, I guess, right? right. And what if your business model is producing, you know, the, the best hash or live resin or live rosin uh, that, that you possibly can, you know, that, that kind of gets uh, swept under the carpet. Right, which is an important part of the sector, especially in BC, and especially with some of the processes out in BC that are really unique out there right now. Um, it would be great to uh, support those businesses because those are the businesses that are creating the IP, that are exporting the IP, that are sharing the IP across the country. It really is, it is, it's not agricultural, meaning they're not growing the product, but it is, Unique to BC, it is BC-based IP, all those things, right? Absolutely, that, that, that's really right. And I think it's important to realize that this is all part of a larger uh, federal or, you know, framework that, that's been put in place that cultivators, you know, are required to, to work with a processor as, as, as part of the, the supply chain. They need someone who has that quality assurance uh, approval and, and, and security clearance uh, from Health Canada to be able to, to vet the products and make sure that they're safe before release. They get all of the training on how to conduct recalls. Uh, a lot of the onus falls on the processor and the supply chain. And, you know, the way that this model is set up, um, that processor could be the one basically making the, the most amount of money and they don't even have to be in BC. So right. from that aspect of it, it's a bit concerning to sort of not just, you know, give a tip of the hat to those that uh, are required and part of this process. Um, and, you know, if, if they limited this model to maybe just allowing processors from BC to participate, then that I think would be a, you know, a step in the right direction because now it's, it's also, uh, I guess, encouraging collaboration in the space. Right. Right. You know, cultivators and processors from BC all have to sort of get along now and work together. Not to say that they don't, but, uh, you know, I, I think that would uh, do what they're, they're trying to do uh, a little bit more efficiently.
Well, you talked about uh, uh, what uh, I, I'm going to forget the the anal the uh, the initials, but one is working on sort of retail how it works with Farmgate. One, yeah, the, that the, LC, the LCRB is working and, on and the, one the is Farmgate. describing sort of how this um, small processors direct to retailer DD right direct delivery and what the timelines of both of these processes are are, are not imminent, are they? Uh, they they are imminent. So direct delivery, uh, you know, it, it sounds like this is uh, this is going to be launched uh, for for fall. So that's that's something that's going to be coming out relatively quickly. And you know, it, it does sort of highlight uh, some of the shortcomings that we have, I guess, with the Ontario model. So the Ontario model for Farmgate, you can uh, as a producer, you can sell the products that are you know coming out of your your facility there. Your Farmgate store has to be on the same property that you're licensed. Uh, but the, the issue with that is, is the products that you're selling have to be vetted and approved by the OCS. You can't just sell whatever you want. Or it has right. to be sort of going through some kind of approval process. The nice thing about this direct delivery, and this is this is a plus for sure, is that those products don't actually have to be vetted first. So you can sell whatever you want direct delivery. Now, there are some alternative models that they could consider. There's this one model that, I, um, that, that I've been looking at called Crosstalk. So in the alcohol side, the BCLDB will allow for small batch limited release SKUs to be effectively put on pre-order uh, by some of these stores. So the retail stores could be um, made aware of some products that might come down the pipe. And then that information effectively get, gets, get, gets sort of passed on. And, and then they can place those orders directly and those orders get filled within 24 to 48 hours. Um, so something like that you know, uh, definitely being used in, uh, in Ontario would be, would be huge, as opposed to sort of having everything sort of go through the approval of, of uh, you know, a company like the OCS. Um, that would be something we'd like to see, to see implemented. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, you know, it's obviously a step in the right direction. There's still some consultation going on. And I think if people still have questions, um, you know, I would definitely, you know, or, or comments or, or, you know, strong worded statements uh in in favor of uh you know i think you can still reach out to the uh, to the ldb they have a special email that's set up for folks it's direct delivery at bcldb.com uh, and it sounds like they're they're taking um they're they're at least entertaining the emails that are coming through so if you are in bc if you are a cultivator and or a processor Uh, definitely uh, reach out to them and, and, and let them know that uh, you're watching this and that, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking about what's happening there for sure. Right. And for nurseries, it's great. You know, I absolutely great for nurseries. Uh, the logistics of sending clones to the mail, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. So um, having something there for, for plants and seeds, is fantastic. Don't need a processor. Great. Well, so um, I don't know if, if it's like two steps forward, one step back, if that's how you're reviewing these things, but, but I think they're at least the two steps forward. Right, I think there's this this moment. I don't know if it's momentum, but consideration that things could be better, could be different, could support ideally lots of businesses. But but the idea that that things are um, could be improved is is uh, people have the, the governing agencies certainly in BC and I think in Ontario too have not just washed their hands of this and said we're done. It is this right. sort of evolving process. That's a great comment, and you know, uh, definitely we're in election season. And I have noticed that uh, in nowhere on any of the platforms, is there anything to support folks in the cannabis industry, right? as it's always been, right? Um, you know, we, we, we sort of remember how, how this has been brought into place. You know, would it have been different, you know, if NDP was brought in, you know, majority government sooner? Perhaps, but, you know, who knows? Um, but, you know, always important considerations because since uh, legalization of 2.0 products, it's like, it, you know, government's mouth has never had the word cannabis in it, right? right. So. 
Well, mine has, and yours has too. So <laughs> every day, blame us for not talking about it. Yeah, and you, we should be asking about it. We should be asking our local politicians how they plan to support local businesses. Um, that 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 that's not a conversation that that people are having. But you know, at least from uh, from this standpoint, you know, the, as you said, two steps in the right direction. Maybe a little fine tweaking, I, I think, would would sort of help spread the wealth amongst those uh, BC businesses. And why uh, only certain aspects of the supply chain are, are getting the attention and get, getting that potential uh, additional revenue and opportunity? Um, yeah, that's not totally clear for me. Is is it clear for you? No, no, <laughs> um, not at all. But uh, it, it's not. And uh, and I think you look elected officials, people running, especially, are risk averse, right? They they, they don't want to say anything that's going to uh, screw up their chances of winning, but it is a good time for the industry to be talking about it because there's an election at hand, right? And, and the, the parties, while they're not really talking about it, likely do have different views about how things roll out um, and how things might be tweaked or changed. So I think it is a good time to talk about it. And we've had on George Smith, they're in uh, talking about what's happening in Ottawa. Like we, we have had these conversations. I think it is, it, it just speaks to the newness of the sector overall, right? If this industry had been around for 20 years, there would be 20 years of building our grassroots of talking about an ottawa elected officials comfortable talking about it it's just right. we're not there yet yeah a better framework for marketing and advertising <laughs> which again is another challenge i guess too is you know how, how can cultivators sort of benefit from this if they can't really talk about it yeah agreed and, and retailers <laughs> too. yeah 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 very true very true yeah sandwich boards apparently are you know they're they're offside so but we see those yeah. everywhere. Well, if they are, then the people in my neighborhood aren't paying attention, which is fine. I'm okay with their sandwich boards. So, um, Lucas, as always, thank you. This is up to the minute what's happening in BC, which I think is really critical. And um, so thank you for that. We look forward to connecting with you and the team uh, in the days and weeks ahead. So thanks again for your time and uh, have a good week. Thanks, Jay. Always a pleasure. was Lucas McCann of Can Delta. If you like this program, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you heard the show. It helps support the work we do. We're able to do what we do because of our ongoing partners, including Alterna Savings, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, Gallagher, Headset, and Torque Mains. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com. Yeah.